Hello and welcome to this Aldworth Philharmonic Orchestra progcast, a programme note in podcast form. I'm Andrew Taylor, APO's Music Director, and I'm delighted to be joined by another of the talented young composers we've been fortunate enough to work with, and whose music we're performing again in our upcoming Shadow of Stalin concert on Saturday the 19th of October 2019. Derry Lewis, welcome to your very own podcast. Thank you very much for having me. And before we talk about the piece I've just mentioned, which is called River Image, but is really River Image Mark II, let's start by talking about your association with APO, which goes back quite a few years now. How, how did you come across us? How did your association with us come about? Well, I was a, a bright-eyed 16-year-old, and I was really looking forward uh, to sort of immersing myself in the orchestral world, but I had no experience, and I saw on Twitter that the Oldworth Philharmonic Orchestra are operating in and around Reading. So I sent an email and said, is there anything that I could do? Do you need someone to make a cup of teas? Do you need anyone to fold your programmes? And I was lucky enough that you said yes. So I came along to a rehearsal for one of your uh, performances of Peer Gint, the entire incidental music. And it just so happened that at the last minute I was required to do some fading for the microphones for the live narrators. Yes, you were thrown right in <laughs> at the deep end. I think I think I think you're being quite charitable there because actually what what happened was that I was looking around desperately for somebody to operate the mixing desk and I said, You, do you read music? <laughs> yes, you said, and I said, Right, here's a score, here's the cues and you did a brilliant job for us, which was fantastic. You mentioned you're sixteen you were you're not sixteen now, you were sixteen then. Yes, I was. How old are you now for people who don't know you? So now I am twenty one years old, so that's a full four or five years later. So you went from volunteering to suddenly writing music for the orchestra what happened so i was very lucky that you were planning a concert in reading station and it was all about the route to the river about the river thames and also about the rhine so you were playing work by schumann and you commissioned two new pieces by myself and alice knight to accompany these two great symphonies so i was very lucky that you asked me to write a piece of music about the Thames. I was also very lucky that you asked me to write a piece to be performed in Dusseldorf, which was for an octet of APO players and for guitar as well, which was very new to me. I wasn't very well versed in writing, especially for wind instruments. I was lucky that my composition teacher, Michael McCartney, was a guitarist and um, writing for that ensemble was it really opened up my ears to different sounds that you could make that could then be sort of multiplied within the orchestra. It's quite an unusual combination isn't it writing for guitar and wind octet. I I should probably explain the circumstances around it so this was a special event which was put on by the city of Dusseldorf at a place called Schloss Eller and we played this delightful concert. Eight of us went over with a little wind octet to play some Mozart and other bits and pieces and we teamed up with uh, a guitarist who we have an association with who lives in Dusseldorf called Arturo Castro Nogueras, who also played some wonderful pieces. And you wrote one that brought us all together. Tell us a little bit more about that piece. So that piece was called Projection. And at the time I was thinking about different ways of projecting sound through materials, sort of what you would do with uh, light. And so this piece was about different colours, sort of 
um, sliding and smearing over each other. So with all the, the woodwind and the brass as well, it's quite a homogenous sound. And then I used the guitar in a way to sort of break up those sort of uh, liquid textures, almost sort of like um, little specks of light or specks of dust coming through. piece was very aleatoric so the performers you all had lots of freedom to give lots of expression to the rhythm and the phrasing of the notes that I've written you so it was very very different to what I'd written before and as far as I can think it's the only piece written for that ensemble too. Well I can't think of any others certainly and we should we should probably explain that aleatoric means that there is a degree of freedom to the performers which means that really the performance will sound quite different every time. That is a degree of sort of improvisation and decision-making by the performers around a sort of uh, a, a superstructure of the piece, if you like, in the notated music. Is that a fair description? Exactly, yeah. It's all to do with chance. I've written down the notes, but I haven't written down exact duration. So different notes can collide with each other in the performance sort of uniquely that might not happen in the rehearsal or in a second performance as well. Fascinating. It was I, I played oboe in that performance, and it was the first time I've ever played an aleatoric work. So it was a fascinating experience from a performer's perspective as well. Now the the piece on on Saturday, the second version of River Image, is not an aleatoric piece. That's actually a, a, a properly scored through piece. So obviously you're you're playing around as a as a composer, learning your craft with different forms. Tell us about some of your well your compositional history, if you like. When did you start composing and and tell us about your studies as well, because I know you're, you're all over the place at the moment, aren't you? I started composing when I was in school. Uh, I went to school in Reading, and part of my compositional start was composing music for myself to play at the piano. I found it really exciting learning to compose my own music rather than practising somebody else's. So it was a real sort of discovery of things that I like and don't like at the piano, and it sort of became very, it became very apparent that composition was this amazing new way that I could express myself that I hadn't discovered before. So I started uh, applying for composition degrees and I was accepted into the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama in Cardiff, where I've been since 2016. So studying in Cardiff is absolutely amazing. There's so many opportunities to hear great live music from the Welsh National Opera from the BBC National Orchestra of Wales, Sinfonia Cymru and all the amazing soloists from within those ensembles and also the international 
players that like to visit Cardiff as well. So uh, Music Theatre Wales still at the Sherman Theatre as well? Yeah, right? they're always pushing the boundaries with what live music theatre can be. Brilliant. And you've obviously been there for a couple of years, but at the moment you're in Zurich, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So I'm currently studying abroad in Zurich in Switzerland at the University of Arts out there. And I feel like a tiny little fish in a massive ocean um, it's really, really hard work, but the city is incredible and the standard of teaching at the universities is so inspiring. So I'm really happy to be out there learning uh, to improve my German and also trying new things with my music. Now, you've um, had quite a lot of success as a composer. Obviously, you've worked with APO, which is obviously the highlight for any composer's yes. life. But um, uh, what, what, what other projects have you been involved with? Tell us about some of your recent successes. I've had two amazing recent successes. The first one of which was with the BBC National Orchestra of Wales, who very generously open up their rehearsal space and their performance space for young composers who want to try out new ideas with the orchestra. Um, and they performed a piece of music that I wrote called Summit Blue. It was conducted by B. Tommy Anderson, who's also a composer, and the composers in association were Hugh Watkins and Tansy Davis. And being in a room with wow. those three amazing people, plus the 70 people in the orchestra who have all had such varied and interesting careers, when you think about the sum of knowledge and experience that they have, I really felt like it was such an eye-opener into all the different things I can do with an orchestra. And it's directly fed back into the work that I've produced for APO. I think you also won a competition recently? I did, yes. So I was up in York at the National Centre for Early Music and it was their Young Composers competition in association with Liam Byrne, who plays the bass viol, and also with BBC Radio 3. So the, the brief for that was to write a short piece for Viola da Gamba and Electronics. And we workshopped it up there in York in this beautiful medieval church. And my piece was picked to be performed just this weekend in Bristol in a, a strange venue called Glitch. Um, so the piece is called Walls of Brass. It um, is taking inspiration from a play from the 16th century by Thomas Kidd and uh, Walls of Brass is the main sort of visual inspiration that I've taken from it to sort of imagine this this great golden brassy texture and how I can translate that into into sound. The, the viola da gamba is such an interesting instrument to to work with. There's so many crazy colours that you can get with it. Um, even the tuning is, is slightly different because it's got frets, even though it looks like a cello. So the sound world is, is completely alien and it was such a wonderful opportunity to work with Liam Burton and with everyone at the National Centre for Early Music and Radio 3 as well. Fabulous, fabulous. Will that be broadcast on Radio 3? So that will be broadcast on the 24th of November at 2pm on the Early Music Show. Brilliant. Well, that's definitely one to, to listen out for. Definitely. Put it in the diary. Oh, I, I, I absolutely will. So with all of this development as a composer, obviously you've been developing uh, what we call the compositional voice. Absolutely. And uh, you wrote River Image, the piece that we're going to be playing on Saturday, the 19th of October. Uh, you wrote that originally for 
an event at Reading Station, as we mentioned earlier, back in 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a couple of years on, and that performance in the station doesn't come without its challenges. It's <laughs> quite a, a difficult performing environment with announcements going off and the squeaks of the, uh, the, the lifts and the escalators, and of course, not to mention trains going past as well. So we, we said to you, well, we'd like to perform it in a concert context a formal concert where people can sit down and, and listen to it without distraction and you said that's great what are you performing it with and we said well we're going to do Shostakovich 10th symphony uh, and the Greek piano concerto and you said how's about I revise it for the bigger forces that are available for the Shostakovich and I said great fantastic yeah, absolutely so at the station the orchestration was the equivalent of the Schumann symphonies that we were also performing, so slightly more limited. Now, I I said absolutely to that. I, I, I love the idea of a revision, and I looked forward to seeing the score, and then I saw you on Twitter feverishly working away, and uh, eventually, of course, I got the score, and I very, very quickly realised it's a completely different piece, isn't it? <laughs> it is a completely different piece, but it's very much in the same sound world as the original river image. You say it's in the same sound world as the original river image. What do you mean by that for, for the, somebody who's not well versed in these matters? When I first wrote the original river image, I was still in my first year at university and I'd never written for a full orchestra before. So all of the different sounds available, I was sort of like a kid in a, in a sweet shop, grabbing all these different effects that I could have. And so, especially being in that station, which is quite a forgiving environment for these big brash colours that I was going for. Everything was, to me, full of lots of primary colours. Um, it opens with this, this huge stab, which I hope will grab the attention of all the passers-by, and it sort of mellows out into this much more lyrical section, and then the tension starts building up again towards a huge climax. sort of structure is still there even though quite a lot of the gestures and the smaller sort of details of which note goes where are completely different. Tell us a little bit about the the inspiration behind the piece because the original piece was more about the River Thames going through Reading. I believe this one you've taken some inspiration from your current surroundings. Yeah so this new version is sort of a reflection on the Thames and the Taff which is the river that runs through Cardiff right down to the River Severn and the sort of brighter lyrical sections that I was talking about before, they're sort of both inspired by Butte Park walking through in Cardiff. It's a beautiful park right in the centre where you don't feel like you're in this busy metropolitan city. There's lots of beautiful trees and flowers and it's really nice to walk down there, especially at sunset because all of a sudden these these natural elements just come alive with colour. So that's where all of these elements within River Image come from. It's sort of 
It's like viewing a jewel with lots of different faces from different perspectives that slowly shift. So one moment you have the oboe in the beginning has this uh, sort of dum bum. It's a sort of the catchphrase throughout the piece. And as it goes on, the different instruments take that really, really simple sort of building block and transform it into different ideas, taking the listener on this figurative journey sort of down the Taff, down the Thames, through Reading and through Cardiff. And it transitions into something slightly more sinister. Something that I think is very interesting about Reading and Cardiff is that they've both got underwater waterways. Um, so in Cardiff that was used to transport from the industrial areas into the city where all the workers would sleep and go to the pub. Whereas in Reading, it was more to sort of do with the, the religious aspects of moving the waterways um, for all those sort of activities. So I really like this idea of the water suddenly going under the surface. And that's where these darker colours come out, where the sort of friendly oboe melody suddenly becomes a deep growl in the bass. But you can always see that the even though the water is moving in different directions, it's still the same river. And of, and of course, there, there is a connection, I'd say, between the uh, the, water, the underground waterways and other connection. You say it used to be take the the Cardiff workers to the pub. Well, of course, one of the uh, underground waterways in Reading, the Holy Brook, was created by the monks of Reading Abbey to divert the Kennet so that they could get water to make beer. So there is, a, I guess, there's a, a tenuous <laughs> connection there. That's River Image, which is going to be premiered on, I guess premiered in its new version, on Saturday evening. That's Saturday the 19th of October. Uh, and that's at 7.30pm at the Great Hall of the University of Reading on its London Road campus. Tickets are available from the APO website or indeed on the door. Derry, before we finish, just tell us a little bit about any future plans that you've got. Have you got any projects on, on the burn at the moment? The big project that I'm working on at the moment is actually my graduation piece, which is going to be performed as part of the Atmospheres Festival here at the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama. Um, so that's going to be in May. It's a piece for a much smaller ensemble, one of each instrument plus a voice and one sort of live electronic element. And it's taking inspiration from my family's Welsh heritage up in the valleys, all to do with the um, all the locomotives there that were used to bring the coal from the valleys down to the water. Oh, wow. Well, as a railwayman, I, I, I look forward to hearing that in particular. When does that have to be handed in by? So the deadline for that is the end of March. So I've got a lot of work to do whilst I'm out in Zurich. And I'm lucky that it's so quiet out there in Switzerland so I can really keep my head down, focus on thinking about what those sounds are going to be that I want to present as my final piece for graduation. Perfect. Well, all the very best for that and looking forward to seeing you on Saturday as we rehearse in the afternoon and make the final tweaks and have uh, the players asking you lots of questions and you challenging the players back. I always love that dynamic between the composer and the orchestra. And we'll look forward to that performance of the revised version of River Image this Saturday evening. Derry, thanks so much for joining us and see you on Saturday. Thank you very much. I'll see you soon.